going on, everybody? It's been a while. Been a, a good while at this point. Me and my good brother Zach have had a lot of things going on. A lot of work, school, adjusting to life, all kind of different stuff. And yours truly was on the job search. And mm-hmm. I may have some good news coming very soon for all of my listeners. So just stay tuned. Yes. Might be good news for the game time podcast as well. Yes, sir. Yes, but, sir. Um, Big time. Yeah. The game time faithful. We are sorry to our 12 listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah. So like you said, too much going on, but we're going to try to get back to it. Yes, sir. For a fact. I miss I miss it I miss it so we are in the midst of the playoffs or the aces and liberty slaughtering everybody to play each other (laughs) so like (laughs) now this season and we've kind of been in and out of the season so I mean kind of I guess recapping Joel Lloyd led the league in scoring, but Seattle stunk. The Aces and the Liberty pretty much smashed everybody they played for the most part. Uh, In terms of the Commissioner's Cup, the Liberty took that, right? Yes, they did. They they defeated the Aces, right? Yes, they did. Absolutely. And then that that is that's a good thing, honestly, though, in my opinion, because it makes the finals more compelling. Yeah, I agree. Aces want to are going to want to get their get back. Yeah, it, it it makes it also feel like the Liberty actually have a chance, even though the Aces have been the best team in the entire league pretty much the entire season by a and wide margin by a wide margin yeah and, and and i mean they only they only finished with the number one seed by two games but it felt like a lot more yeah and their last 10 they're seven for three seven and three which he goes to, and they lost six games all year so that goes to show you they might have uh took their feet off the gas a little bit mm-hmm. yeah they closed out strong with a, a four straight so heading into the playoffs, so that's a good thing. Now getting into the playoffs a little bit, we're we're kind of we're kind of behind a bit as the aces decimated, barbecued, souffled, did everything you could possibly imagine to the sky. As me and Zach, I'm sure probably would have predicted anyway. Uh, the Sun and Lynx are tied up one-one in a decent series. The Liberty should handle the Mystics in Game Two, mm-hmm. and Dallas is currently competing up against the Dream, and they're up one-zero. So. 
what are your thoughts or where, where is your head at so far about these playoffs? Well, I will say I think the two, the best two out of three thing for the first round, I th- I enjoy it. I think having buys in the professional basketball, at least American professional basketball, doesn't make sense to me. So I'm glad I'm done with that. Yeah, I don't know. As far as I can tell, the top four seeds are going to be the teams moving on. I'll, Atlanta's, or excuse me, Connecticut's the only team that actually lost their first, lost the game in the first round to a lower seed thus far. I don't see them losing to Minnesota again. You know, they bodied them by like 30 in the first game. And then Minnesota uh, toughed it out. Nafisa went in her, went in her, she went in her bag. She went deep into her bag, excuse me, to win that game. And um, yeah, just clear that Connecticut's definitely better. Not to say Minnesota can't win one more game, but if I had to put my money on it, I'm going with Connecticut moving forward to face the Liberty round two. Yeah, I don't. The Mystics are one of the teams that are most most disappointing this year. That's just because their health situation. Uh, once again, Lane Belladon just kept missing games, um, and it's affecting them now. Given it's affecting them to the point that they're having to play one of these godly teams right off the bat um, in round one. So maybe next year for the Mystics, they just need to get some 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 new talent there. Uh, not saying that that Deladon's not good or anything. Like they need to get some talent alongside her, like another top level player. Um, yeah, it's just at this point, it's a couple years in a row of them just underwhelming. Not that they, no, they're never bad, but I guess I don't know. Nineteen and twenty-one ain't great either. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think they could do. I think they can definitely. They, they have to start looking at their roster a little bit and seeing what moves they can make. Yeah, and, and it, honestly, it's just health, you know. Like it's, yeah. it's been health the past few years. Like Elena Deladon. Whenever she goes out, it's it just it's just hard because you you put mm-hmm. so you put so much of your franchise into her thinking that she could be, you know, potentially you know the person that could help you compete with a, a Brianna Stewart or an Asia Wilson or somebody like of that of that brass, but then yeah. she's just never around, so it's it's difficult for them. Yeah, and then, and she's playing every time she does come back, she's always playing catch up because you know you miss five six, six games in a row. You got to get your legs back under you, and then you play three, and you know, something happens with your ankle or your back or whatever the case may and be. And you out again. Yeah, so she just weeks. can't even get to her where she – she can't even reach her peak because she's not enough getting enough games to ramp up. So it's really just a vicious cycle. Yeah, and that's unfortunate because she's a hell of a player, but it's just – For you sure. Can't, you cannot get consistency when you're always restarting. Mm-hmm. So – there's that. <clears throat> yeah, Connecticut, I agree with you. I think they figure it out. They've been here the past few years now. They're coming off of that finals loss. And I, I think they, they find a way to, to get it done. My only thing, though, in terms of format, I would prefer five games over three. I agree. I, I definitely agree. It's short. It's just very short. Like, to get sent home in two games is kind of like, eh to me Mm -hmm. you know and also i think like for example this series with uh with with connecticut and minnesota yes i'm sorry yeah connecticut i had yeah had a brain fart for a second um connecticut and minnesota would i think go to five and it would be really fun to see 
every round go to five, I think, because the semis and the, the finals are five games. So why don't you just make the whole playoffs the same thing? Right. I, I think it makes the most sense. Yeah, I think I think if I'm just trying to think of it, thinking of the issues that these the lizard people deal with, <laughs> like um, I think the issue probably was just like oh, like the whole TV slots thing, and just didn't know they can get five TV slots around one. You know what I mean? But I think I agree with you. That's definitely where it should be. But this best two out of three is a step in the right direction because the first round by for the top two seeds is just always so dumb to me. That's dumb. It makes sense in football, not in basketball. Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't I don't I don't see the point. Like I feel like in basketball every team should just play. <laughs> yeah, I I don't see the point in it, but no, nah, this this should be interesting, but ultimately again, unfortunately, it's kind of like what we've been what we've spent multiple episodes pointing to and pointing our finger at. The only two teams in the WNBA this season to win over 30 games the only two teams with a bunch of superstars the aces and the liberty barring health are headed to the finals like i i don't really like i think again i think the liberty handled their business they're going to finish this series they would they would gear up to see connecticut in the next round i think they probably beat connecticut in four and they'd be waiting for the aces who would probably win in in three so you know i think that they have to have a there's a conversation that i think needs to be had about spreading out the competition for sure yeah because only four teams won over 20 games three of them winning over 25 and only two won over 30 out of 12 out of 12 teams only two teams won out won 30 games yeah the balance is very off like i'm literally staring at the standings as we speak and it's just like yeah like you said four teams over 500 and the rest of the teams are i mean you have a few teams that were like one game off one game off to be fair but nonetheless it's just they also those teams also don't look like they have a shot in hell to win, even if they played their best games. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just <laughs> like, not. Atlanta's <laughs> not winning it. Minnesota's not winning it. Yeah. Chicago's already gone, but uh, the Mystics maybe on their best at their best they have a chance, I guess, but not really because Elena Deladon is is very 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 good. <laughs> but other than that, they're not winning it. Like I would take. If you took her two starters on the aces and her two starters in the Liberty and put them against against these other teams, I'd still would probably pick those two teams to win it, aside from maybe Connecticut. And Dallas has a chance at that point. Right. That's not good. It's not not a good balance at all. I like what I like what the, the wings are doing. I think that yeah. uh, Satu is really jumping. Mm-hmm. Take taking that taking that leap that we that you know people were hoping that she would take. Arike has always been around and been a bucket. So they, they have potential to do something. But I think mm-hmm. that, like, kind of how you said, but I, I would want to flip it a different way. If you took two of the starters on the aces 
and put them somewhere else that balances the league out. And I would still probably take the aces. Like uh Jack, if you let's say if you took Chelsea Gray and Jackie Young and put them somewhere else, you know, Kelsey Plum and Asia Wilson still gets it done. Right. And they have Candace Parker who's just been hurt. <laughs> right. They have Candace per- Parker as well. So it's like you you still have you're still oozing talent. Right. And like, for example, with this Liberty team, you know, John Quell Jones, I think what was it, a year or so ago, she won MVP? Yeah, like two seasons ago. Literally, like, yeah, literally two seasons removed from winning MVP. Brianna Stewart has been like a top two player in the world for the past like five years. Sabrina Unescu at this point is probably a top 10 player or in or climbing to that if she isn't already there. Yeah, I say so, she's probably there already. <laughs> yeah, like Benaja Laney is a bucket. So you like if you took two starters from both of their teams and put those two starters on other teams, it would the field would be way more stacked. Mm-hmm. And it would be so much more exciting to watch. But because we might have a like, and I and I hate to compare the NBA or the WNBA to the NBA. I try not to do it as much, but this almost feels like it could be a Warriors Cavs kind of situation for like the next few years. Like these th- these two teams seeing each other, and I mean that's compelling in a sense of building a a rivalry, like a really mm-hmm. good rivalry. But I don't want to. S- but it, 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 it like pretty much takes anything out of the regular season. Like it takes everything out of the regular season because at the end of the day, all of this is for one thing. All of this is to hoist that trophy at the end and to bring that title home to your team. And if we know that, you know, one or two teams in the league is going to do that every year, what fun is it? All right. So there's something that has to be done about that, in my opinion. You know, and I'll say, like, a team like Phoenix, they had a very um, off year. Let's put it that way. Very, (laughs) very off. I'm glad DT is coming back because I know she don't want to go out like that. Right. You know, Diana Taurasi is coming back. uh, But Brittany Griner, you know, she got the whole Russia situation she had to deal with first year off of that. She still played well this year. But, you know, definitely it'd be crazy to say that it'd be – it's, I don't think it's crazy to say that, that probably affected her a little bit. Of course. And then the whole Skylar Diggins situation, uh, who knows what's going on with that. She's a player who can possibly elevate one of these other teams. Like, I don't know, the way the league is going, if, her, if she goes to Connecticut, Connecticut might be a little more interesting, you know. Oh, well, I think Connecticut, is, Connecticut is interesting already. but That's a 31 thir- team right yeah. there. That's the only team that has a chance in hell at – at uh, stopping what we all believe is inevitable. Yes. Um, yeah, so, like, you know, we'll see what happens with her. And um, I don't know what to say about that situation. <laughs> There's, like, literally not much to it's say so about it. It's so weird. Much, you know? yeah, it's just so weird. Yeah. Like, everybody knows it's there, but nobody wants to talk about it. So it's just, right. like, what the hell do we do? Yeah. Yes, I don't know. A shout out to Leah Boston. She was cool. <laughs> Aaliyah Boston <laughs> had a good year. And yeah, she she's definitely the start of 
that franchise. And and the, the good thing is that they weren't the bottom of the barrel this year. They were close, mm-hmm. but and it took it took the it took Phoenix to lose eleven straight for that to took take place. But um, at least they weren't the bottom of the barrel, and that's that's really you know. At the end of the day, when you've been that bad, like they were horrible, they were porous. So when you've been that porous for so long, it's a good thing. Like literally they were five games out of the playoffs. And like, obviously they weren't close to actually getting in, but to be, to finish five games off, that gives you something to work toward next year, which, you know, in the previous years to say that they were only five games away from a playoff spot. Um, as as bad as that actually sounds, it's a great thing <laughs> for them because okay. they've been such a bad team. So Aaliyah Boston, they give her some more help. Maybe they could try to pawn off one of these stars from somewhere else, like a jewel. Like if you put Jewel Lloyd in Indiana, uh, they might be they might be looking looking at a playoff team. Yeah, or I'd say they, so. might, they they could be they could be fighting for about a seventh or eighth seed. Joy, it's at minimum, yeah. Huh? It's at minimum, yeah. Maybe pushing for a four or five, given the current uh landscape based on how this year played out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joel Lloyd was, was a problem. Yeah. She can she can add she can add six wins. Easy. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Easy. Yeah. And I, I I like what Aaliyah did this season, and so maybe. Now, yeah. I'm gonna continue saying this until the cows come home, until it happens. Expansion, 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 expansion. That's why there's so much of this great talent on one team. <laughs> All right, nobody. Where, where else are they supposed to go? <laughs> yeah, it's like, can we do some expansion work? Yeah, they've been talking about it for three years, and it's like, eh, are we gonna do it or not? Yeah, and it's like, y'all want to, y'all want the league to grow, but you're not willing to actually physically grow the league. I need y'all to do, you know, grow the league, make it bigger. Yeah, because y'all getting the support, and it's actually record-wise, the the revenue and all that was it was high. Like the 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 view the viewership was as high as it's been in years. Yeah, so. There is a there is there is proof that you will have that you have a following and that it would make sense to put that that following in other big markets potentially even in small markets like having Seattle like like you could you could get another LA team you could get another New York team you could get a Texas team uh, bring back the Houston Com- what was it the Comets yeah bring them back bring get a Philadelphia team you can get a Florida team like there's a lot of there's a lot of things that you can do like you can get a well not a Texas team another Texas team because <laughs> you have Dallas already um All right so I would say definitely there's definitely spots that you can hit for sure that could use a team. Uh, Philadelphia specifically. I think Philly would be huge. Hell, Boston. Yeah, that'd be interesting. 
a Boston team, that'd be that'd be fire. Like ball, you, you could do the Comets. You could bring the Comets back from Houston. You can get a, another LA team, another New York team, a Philly team. So you got options. That's that's all. That's my, my whole point here. You got options. Let, let's make it happen. Let's get this expansion going, and then we you could do an expansion draft. There's a billion w, There's a billion like um college women's college teams out there and the bigger you open up your market to like the big the bigger you open up your league the more players that can come in the more women talent or female talent that can get jobs yeah you know what I'm saying so right. uh, next next draft will be interesting <laughs> yeah oh yeah Caitlin Clark Angel Caitlin Reese Clark, yeah I think Paige Bukers is eligible next year too. That'll be it. And the way the WNBA is, if you're not a top three pick, you basically benched (laughs) right now. So they got to do something. Yeah, the thing is, like, if you did an expansion, all three of those teams could start. They all all three of like, or at least three teams, or or two teams, depending on the way you how you feel about Paige Beckers. You could have a franchise caliber like a, a franchise builder right away right. Uh, angel reese that's a franchise builder caitlin clark is going to not only build your friend she can you, you can help build your franchise around her you can sell tickets around her you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. you can fill up arenas with that and t- uh, that would be perfect for a new franchise you see you see what i'm saying so it's it's, it's in the like come on like we we need we got to make an expansion happen. Let's, let's at least sixteen teams. I I'll do sixteen. I really would want twenty personally, but we could start with sixteen. It, four t- a four team expansion would be nice, right? And I think that helps to grow the league. So that's that's my phone on it and it makes this like conference play and stuff more important as well, because if it's eight teams in each conference vying for something like, let's say, let's say the top four teams uh, from each conference get a spot or something like that. Mm -hmm. It makes more sense. It just makes more sense all around. Yeah, the conferences are rather meaningless at this point in time. Hella meaningless. Hella meaningless. The con like literally, yes, yeah, it's, it's no there's no meaning to it whatsoever. All right. So like what so who do you think's gonna win it all right now? That's a great question. If I had to choose right now, I probably would lean ever so slightly toward the aces. I concur. Yeah, I I, I think they have the best player in the world in Asia Wilson. And also based on the fact that they lost the Commissioner's Cup. I think that's going to really come into play later 
and that's going to be really important as to why like they they have motivation Mm -hmm. so i I think that that's a that's definitely gonna propel them forward more so that that's what i that's what I, i i think i'd say i have to agree i think the aces are kind of I feel like they are the – I just think they're the best team in the league, even the best team all year. Liberty have, have, definitely have given them a run for their money throughout the regular season, of course, but I don't know. It's the playoffs, and it's, it's a series. And when push comes to the shove, I think the Aces kind of have the tools necessary to uh, contain New York. I don't know. I just trust the Aces. The, like, their defensive ceiling, I trust it. I just trust it a lot more than the – the Liberty's defensive ceiling. I think that's what's going to decide it. When we have two teams of this count, we have two all-star teams, basically. What's going to decide it is defense. And if Candace Parker comes back, that definitely helps Aces prospects a lot more. Oh, yeah, it's a wrap. We'll see what, what – I don't know her, her health situation at the moment, so. We'll see, but uh, with, with without her, I'm assuming – I'm just thinking about it without her. I'm going with a slight edge to the Aces as well. I think that would probably be a five-game series. But, yeah. I think the Aces will probably pull that out. And I think if Candace back to back in a while. Yeah. If Candace does come back though, I could see it being a four game series because not only the things that you mentioned, but I also think experience. Mm -hmm. Like Brianna Stewart's been there. John Quell Jones also has been there and has lost, but I think that this team has more camaraderie overall and like, even with Candace Parker being such a big name, she fits in like, again, although she's way better, like in comparison, she's way better, like for her sport. She's like a Draymond Green pretty much. So she just, you know, walks in and just controls the floor defensively. And yeah, she, you know, yeah, she they have just two play. two players who won defensive player of the year in the last three three years or so. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. Yeah, man. So I would have to roll with the Aces right now. I agree with you in five, only due to Candace Parker's health situation. But if Candace is ready to go by then, give me give me Aces and four all day. They've been the best team, so I got it. I, I I'd, ha- I'd have to roll with them for now. Right. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. Interested to see how this turns out. Uh, you know, I'm I'm hoping I'm not hoping for a surprise. I do want this Aces Liberty series, at least in this first year, this iteration of it. Yes. Just want to see how it plays out the first year. After that, I'm down for surprises. Yeah, let's shift gears a little bit. So, yeah, with the team. Well, so I look forward to I look forward to seeing what happens with the. WNBA and I'll just be watching. Uh so that's that's my thought on it. Now, in terms of Team USA, shout out to Team USA. They weren't they ultimately were not able to capture gold or silver or anything <laughs> for that nature. <laughs> They ultimately were not able to capture anything, um, but 
they did fight. They competed. I did like the team. I loved the construction of the team, and I thought that, you know, overall, they, you know, just came up short in, in crunch time moments. They just could not get it done. So, yeah, closed uh, out by being lit up by Canada. You know, just a lot of the players that went just shit themselves. <laughs> yeah, like Jaron Jackson was garbage, and that's just such a surprise to me. <laughs> I was like, I like Jaron Jackson; he's great. What is this? Two rebounds a game? Yeah, he, more for game than rebounds. Yeah, man, he was. And the thing is, he was he was punching like really blocking a lot of shots, like. He he was protecting the rim. I I I think I texted a group chat that we're in, uh, like t- just just like being wild so much by how much or how well he protected the rim. Yeah, and the the, the team defense overall was terrible. We're gonna we're gonna give up like a hundred points in ten minute quarters. Like what? Yeah, and Ingram was garbage. I forgot he's on the team at a certain point. Cam Johnson was on the team, which is like why. <laughs> like I understand like up and comers, but I don't he he's a nice role player. He's a good shooter who gets you a solid 15 on a good year. Right. He's not a, I don't know if he's an Olympic player, you know what I mean? Uh Josh Hart is a role player, but he actually was at least effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I like the on paper the team made sense, but when you like put them in but like on the court, it was like very apparent that they were. Uh, there were some issues there. Anthony yeah. Edwards definitely balled out. He had some decision making. Uh, he had some poor decision making, which ultimately led to, which ultimately contributed to some of the major losses. But you know, he did his thing. Can't fault him for for too much. He did well. I think that one thing I noticed, and you can see it amongst the rest of the league for sure, or the rest of the teams, should I say, or the 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 the, the competition there wasn't a lot of camaraderie. There wasn't, because a, a lot of these teams that we were seeing and going up against were very cohesive. They knew each other. They knew mm-hmm. they knew who could do what. There was familiarity and whatnot, and that's definitely going to play a factor going into the future. Um, and I agree with you 100%. Anthony Edwards balled out. Um, and a lot of other guys, if I'm being honest, just disappeared. So that yeah. was the biggest problem. Like Anthony Edwards, it was Anthony Edwards and Scraps after a certain point. Yeah, I'd say Edwards, Mikhail Bridges, Reeves, Halliburton, Hart. Those were the only, and uh, Ben Caro. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was rather disappointing to some, to some very, to varying degrees. Mm-hmm. And our lack of size too is is going yeah. to, I think I the biggest reason why we got. I don't know why America good. keeps doing this. Like it's obvious that the other teams whoop our asses when they have centers. They've been doing it for the last like three Olympic runs. Like, can we just please get some quality big men in there? Because walk we had Walker Kessler, but we never played him. Yeah, I feel like we could have played him a little more. Like he's not he's not trash. And yeah, because like. When they had Walker Kessler, I'm thinking, okay, we're gonna have Walker Kessler, 
and Jaron Jackson starting. Right. Like, and then from there, we just beat you up with those two guys, and then we outskill you. Because the thing is, you can see it on the court. Like, individually, we definitely have more talent than most teams out there. Like, Like, besides, I would say, like, Canada, Germany, maybe. Like Germany, Germany with uh, Den- like Dennis Schroeder was playing out of his mind. Yeah. Um, so shout out to him. Uh, this man, Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't one of the top teams in the field, he was making them look like children out there. But aside from that, you know, for the most part, in, in Canada, obviously with Dylan Brooks and um, Shay and Shay and, and those guys and shout out to them they were they were they were tough uh dylan brooks had probably the best basketball performance i've ever seen him have um Mm -hmm. so um the skill's definitely there like individually the skill's definitely there it's just the camaraderie of the team and the size i think that we need to go back to the drawing board and when we come back we got to come back with some grown men we got to come back bigger like bigger more physical because that's the biggest thing defensively. I, I I think there were breakdowns. There were definitely breakdowns defensively, I think, schematically because of the lack of camaraderie. And then also just because teams were just bigger than us um, and they would just go over us. So when we come back bigger, and I, I think that we'll work out the camaraderie issues and the kinks. But if we're bigger, that helps. So um, kind of shifting gears a little bit. So. Overall, you know, I think we only had a few losses. Like, we were dominating for the most part. Um, yeah. We had a couple close ones. We lost to Lithuania. We lost to Germany. And then we wound up losing to Canada to finish in fourth. So, um, good run overall. Not a bad run. We we, we were pretty good. Um, but shifting gears, apparently, King James is looking to put together a bomb squad to hit to, to light Paris up. Yeah, and I'm excited. Got peacock. Get my peacock, peacock subscription back. <laughs> Yo, they get they put that super team together. Yeah, I'm on it. I'm I'm definitely going to tune in. Cause uh yeah. we've seen some some real elite teams like that that 2012 team was nasty. It was it was all nasty business. The the redeemed team. Mm-hmm. But this time, they're talking about the likes of LeBron, KD, Steph Curry, AD, Tatum, Devin Booker. They're saying, you know, because Joel Embiid has citizenship, they're talking about he could either play for France or us. And if I'm being completely honest, if he plays for us, that would damn near sure up that metal i ain't gonna lie to you yeah nah he, he, he he'd be because like anthony davis is capable but and bead would be like all right all, all the other shit y'all got going on in the so, so it's, it's it's clips for that it's dead it's dead, it's, it's yeah. dead at that point yeah it's like if we don't get if we don't get mb then essentially the answer has to be anthony davis and bam mm-hmm. i'd say bam's the, the next best american center if I can think of it, I can't. I don't think there's anyone better than him. 
after because you probably you got AAD Jaron Jackson. We just saw how that worked out. Yeah, he's 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 done. He's never playing for America again. <laughs> he lost that one. I mean, Walker Kessler could potentially have a rise up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're kind of thin at center. Just American Amer- Americans aren't that like American centers aren't aren't as great as they once were. I mean, we don't have a Shaq or <laughs> a David Robinson. So right. yeah, it would be Anthony Davis. Hopefully Joel says I'm gonna ride out with you know, ride out with Team USA because we he he gets to if we get Anthony Davis and uh I say AD Joel and Bam, we're good. Yeah, we're good there. There's no we'd have no problem at that point. At the we'd be deep. Uh, and then honestly, ideally, like what. I, I, and I've seen this question kind of posed and poked at around uh, different channels and things like that. So, like, like for example, on ESPN, they talk about what would be an ideal starting five, and and I, I I'd like to pose that same question to you. What is an ideal starting five for Team USA going to Paris next year? Ooh. I say I'll start the point guard, Gavi stuff. Steph's the answer. Just, I don't think I need to explain that one. <laughs> I'd say Steph would be the answer. Uh, on top of that, Steve Curry, you know, is going to be the coach again. So, yep, it's a lot of sense. I'd say LeBron. I think while while I don't think LeBron is the best small forward option on the on this hypothetical team, I think LeBron got to start just for just for the you know he's around the world. He's still that guy. You know what I mean? I yeah. think his presence matters. He's been there before. He he can uh, essentially be the point guard while Steph runs around and shoot, you know, yep. the Steph things. Yeah, he can run the ball, right. I'd say Durant. Durant, you know, he's 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 if he wins this one, he's he's undisputedly the best uh, American men's basketball player in Olympic history. So I think he might as well, I think he might as well come back and secure that fourth that fourth uh gold medal. At the four, yep. I love that. I mean, I'm I'm gonna assume Embiid's Embiid's not gonna join the US team. I'm gonna just say at that point, I'll just go Anthony Davis. You know, he's a versatile big, do it all. He can shoot, he can finish. He, he's we all know what Anthony Davis does. And at the two, that's the hardest part for me. I guess I'll say Devin Booker. He's shown he can play with multiple stars and he's malleable and he can he can do the catch and shoot, he can do the running the show, he can he can he can distribute the ball when he needs to. He's he's showing he's versatile. He's not the best defensive player, but when he tries, he's all right. He's he's when he tries, he can hold his own. So I'd say that would probably be the five, in my opinion. Just you know, a, a good blend of shooting, playmaking, defensive versatility. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess defensively, when it, it there is a potential for that lineup to struggle against certain teams defensively, maybe. I don't know. I don't think so, but. They're not, they're not the strongest defenders America has to offer, quote unquote. But no, not not even. But, but they can hold in a system they can hold their own. Anthony Davis is is an elite defensive presence. Yeah, he would he would sure. I think he would definitely sure up the front. 
Right. I think skill-wise, offensively, we'd be potent enough where we could come. I, I agree with that five, hope, hoping that we would get an Embiid, though. I really would hope that we could get Joel Embiid. I, I do agree with that five wholeheartedly. Um, I would say if if we were to have players off the bench, I'd love Jason Tatum to be there. I'd love Mon right. Green as well to be on that team. Uh, because he would give you defensive presence and an edge and hustle and IQ. Honestly, yeah, I love, I love, I love the idea of having those dudes out there. And then I, I, I would also bring some of these guys that did play well back. Like I would, yeah, bring I back Anthony Edwards. I would bring back Mikel Bridges. I bring back Tyrese Halliburton to play that backup point guard. Yeah. Uh, interest, I don't know about interestingly enough, but I was thinking when I was stuck with the two guard, I was thinking, would I start Mikhail Bridges just because what he did defensively and how how effective he was? Like he's gonna see a lot of the same dudes again mm-hmm. in the Olympics if he were to play. So like you know, Devin Booker, of course, is a better player, but if I'm thinking, if I'm if I'm trying to maximize, you know, offense, defense, all that, Mikhail Bridges definitely has a good. Oh, his shoulders up the defense for sure. I think you plug him in with KD, LeBron, and AD, you're fine defensively. Yeah. Because although LeBron and KD aren't necessarily lockdown defenders, especially in this at this point in time, they mm-hmm. damn sure aren't slouches, and they can both still be very effective defenders when they try. Right. So I, I want to pose the question to you now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so give me what, what are three players that you like w- you would like to see, but they're not necessarily like given. So like not like LeBron or Steph or that kind. Of, I mean, I guess Steph's not technically a given either. But three players you'd like to see that you would be surprised that they join the team, but you'd be happy they're there. Hmm, that's a great question. Um, gotta take a sixer here. So one guy that I would love to see, Tyrese Maxey. He's an energizer bunny. He, he no matter, and, and, and the thing is, like kind of how we saw a couple of these guys kind of like fall off the cliff a little bit and like mm-hmm. struggle and be inconsistent. One thing I can say about Tyrese Maxey is that when we have our struggles and God, do we have our struggles as we are the Sixers. Tyrese never wavers in energy. He never wavers in drive. And it would be fun as hell to watch him play with some of the best players in the world because of the pace that he plays at. He mm-hmm. he's he's from he's he's going 90 94 at the speed of life at you know half the time and so Seeing him on a break with some of the best players in the world would be super exciting to watch. I would love to see Tyrese Maxey make the Team USA roster, even though he probably wouldn't make it, one, because he would probably have to get over a lot of these guys that just played, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of these young dudes that just played, and also the fact that he's just not viewed as that guy yet or as one of those kind of guys yet. But I would love to see him there, Um, one. Two. Uh, I'd love to see Kawhi Leonard. That's a good one. I like mm-hmm. that one. Because Kawhi Leonard would cook a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> like, and he, and the thing is, too, his game 
fits. Like Kawhi Leonard is one of those dudes where his game is just extremely interchangeable. Where right. you can live like he can catch and shoot, and then he can also step in front of anybody you put him on that's a perimeter player in the world, and he can put a fight up and make it difficult to score. And he could be one of those guys that, like, for example, if he was on Dylan Brooks, Dylan Brooks doesn't drop 20. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if he's trying. He <laughs> yeah, Dylan Brooks ain't, ain't getting 40 on Kawhi Leonard in no way, no how. Um, and in fact, for and, and my third pick would be a similar player. I'm going to go to another Clipper, Paul George. Okay. Paul George is exciting, yet very smooth in how he plays the game. He's very exciting and very smooth. He can he can play make and facilitate. He can defend. He can rebound. He can do a little bit of everything. Like he also is another one of those guys that you could plug him in next to other stars interchangeably, and he could play very very well. And then you know on the fast break, it'd be it'd be exciting as hell to see him get a dunk. And the biggest right. reason why I'd love to see Paul George in this setting is because the first major injury in his career was this. And mm-hmm. I would love to kind of see him kind of like reclaim this kind of environment a little bit and take back some of that. Cause I, you know, just like, um, like, I don't know, Mike, maybe spiritually or emotionally, I feel like it would be big for him because of that moment when, you know, we all saw what happened to him, you know, breaking his leg. And that yeah, kind of was the start of this injury spiral that he's been on. So I feel like, you know, kind of seeing him in that would be nice. And to, to to you know, claim gold with his team would be nice. So I'd say Kawhi, Tyrese, and Paul George. I'd, I'd love to see any one of those three play in team for Team USA, and I think they'd all be very, very good. Right. Yeah. Got you. Yeah, I do have a few actually, so mm-hmm. I couldn't decide between between uh my third my third per- person or my number three. So mm-hmm. I'll say honorable mention Jimmy Butler. That's a great pick, and I, and I obviously should make it one hundred percent. We need him. He His competitive be, fire. The best dog. Do. Yeah. Right. He's another person who I think could probably start over over uh, Devin Booker in that Olympic lineup. One hundred percent. That's a great. Because yeah, I think I think that my heart, my challenge with that starting five, I, I propose is they don't got that. No one has that dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, bro, I guess Braun got it when he but he's old. So, well, he's, <laughs> but yeah, he's older. But he he he, yeah. he gonna, he's gonna want it though. Like you know what I'm yeah. saying? Right. But um. All right, so I'll say Evan Mobley. We need a we need a young big who can uh be trained up, and uh, I think Jaron Jackson lost his chance. <laughs> so I'd like Evan Mobley. You got yeah. Try. The only yeah the only thing that scares me about Evan Mobley is he's smaller than Jaron Jackson, and he Jaren is smaller, Jackson is, but it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like, like the same deal. Role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like him. I'd say De'Aaron Fox. I think he'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Fun on the break. Quick, you know, we all we all know what De'Aaron Fox is about. And he's one of the he's one of the players that they've been talking about as well as a potential candidate to be on that okay. roster. I didn't even so know that, but that'd be he tough. would he would be he would be lights out on the break as well. 
and he would they right. be the, the speed of the team increases instantly the moment he walks on the floor. Yeah, because the biggest thing of this team, the current construction, is they're just a lot of guys are gonna be on the older side. Mm-hmm. As, as currently as it's currently being projected to us, a lot of guys on the older side. So we'll see what right. actually happens. But mm-hmm. I think a young a young quick guard who can definitely come back for another Olympic run mm-hmm. be ideal. And then my my uh the guy would really I think would be really really interesting, but it's not gonna happen. Zion, I think Zion in the Olympics would be tough. <laughs> that would be mad. Fun, oh my god, that would be mad fun. Like remember how like in the with the dream team stuff, how, how Charles Bar- Charles Charles Barkley was just running over these dudes. I think Zion would be similar in that regard. <laughs> he's just that too would be thrown. sick. <laughs> I think Zion would be a fun selection, but I don't see it happening. Just just the track record is just not there. He, he doesn't play, Ooh. but Ooh. that would be fun. Oh my god! Yeah, like like. Like I said about Paul George, like it'd be kind of the same thing. Like I could see him now. Like I could see somebody getting a steal, him running out on the break, somebody throwing something off the glass, and him like doing a windmill or something crazy. Right. Like I can see, I can see him just demolishing Jokic on a on a two on one fast break, Steph throwing it off the glass. <laughs> like it's it's in here. I see it. That's sick. Uh, two guys we didn't mention. Um, uh, that that came to my head as you were talking. Uh, so one one dude I think they did mention as somebody who could also be a potential candidate. Uh, Dame. Oh Dame, yeah, Dame's Dame Dollar. One. Uh, that's one. Even though he doesn't provide as much size, and then two. Marcus Smart. Oh yeah, that that dog. Yeah, every 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 team needs a. A guy who's like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> yeah, because Draymond Green, because I think I think that they're talking about Draymond Green coming back, but uh, and he kind of would fill that role. But Marcus Smart too, as well. I think is another guy who I thought of as I was finishing my thought. Um, I like that. I was like, hmm, he could fit that, and he would he would bring feistiness. And uh, if we if we were having trouble with somebody specifically in the perimeter. He would be able to step in and be like, "No, I'm, I'm, let me let me shut that down." So yeah, but oh man, there's a lot of options that we do have. Mm-hmm. Um, what I project and what I ultimately think is going to happen, what I think we'll do is, I think that we're going to we're going to grab, we're going to keep like half of the team that we had this year, and then we're going to pile some superstars on that and suit the team up, and then try to like make it all fit. Yeah, I think they're, def- they're definitely going to prioritize defense in their recruitment process this time around, though, because our defense in the FIBA World Cup was abysmal. Oh, god awful! Yeah, god awful. And, and and yeah, so yeah, I I, I think I, I would agree with you. So I think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna uh, keep Anthony Edwards, Bridges, Hart. I could see Hart being on 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 the back end of the bench. Um, possibly Paolo maybe survives. Austin Reeves could also maybe make it. I think those five are the only people I see making it to 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 next year's team. And then I think that they soup up the team from there. So, yeah, I think Bam and AD would definitely make it though for sure. Yeah, we need we need centers <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Bam is shorter. That's the funny part. But he, he does shorter. 
he's definitely a dog. So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Now, I think the last thing that we wanted to cover before we got out of it out of this episode was one a couple of these fringe moves that have been made. Yes, in the late in the latter half of free agency as we're approaching training camp. And we're getting ready for the NBA season and the two moves that haven't been made. So for me personally, I'm a happier man today because Kelly Oubre is set to be a 76er. We didn't do much of anything but pick up Pat Bev and Mo Bamba and retain Paul Reed, who's not really that good. Um, <laughs> but we picked up Danny Green and Kelly Oubre, which Helps us out at the wing a lot, and I love that for us. But I think that, honestly, the biggest move in free agency, and I'm talking about the entirety of free agency, I think could potentially be Christian Wood going to the the Lakers. Mm, That's a, a bold take. I think so. Depending on how how the how he comes into training camp though. But he has the talent to mm-hmm. really make that front court deadly if they use him correctly. Cause you know, it'd be it'd be certain moves where they where certain dudes get certain contracts, they get picked up and whatnot. We look at the move, we're like, oh, I like this a lot. And then they play like five minutes a game and then they fall out the rotation. Um, mm-hmm. I'm hopeful that that doesn't happen to Christian Wood, and I hope that he's somebody that they actually feature, and I think he would be if he gets back to form. Um, he, he'd be competing with guys like Jackson Hayes, AD, and Vanderbilt, but I think that he could be the biggest. He could be the biggest help in free agency based on the fact that he gives them further depth in the front court than they already had so that's my thought and i love kelly Oubre a lot bringing in like a a, a six six kind of guy that the sixes really need but uh what, what are your thoughts on some of these like later fringe moves that we've seen javel mcgee guys like that yeah i'd say the christian wood one is definitely the biggest one as well or maybe not all for agency i'm not sure about that one but at least in the, at the tail end of the free agency like you said, if he works out, if he pans out, let's say he's like a fifteen and fifteen and seven kind of guy, that'd be huge for the team. Um, but you know, he also has the potential to, like you said, you go, oh, it's a nice move, and then play five minutes a game because Rui has earned his spot in the rotation. Andy Davis is guaranteed 35, 36 minutes. Uh, you know, like you said, Jackson Hayes is trying to fight for minutes. You know, you know all those guys, but um, it, yeah, so he definitely has to earn his spot. You know, he's a late signing, so it just be at that point he wasn't necessarily uh, you know, their first option. So we'll see how that goes. I think Kelly Ubre could be good for the Sixers. Um, it seems like at least with the Warriors, the issue seemed like he had a hard time buying into certain buying into the system. So I guess at that point it's a question of whether or not he can he can uh you know, rein it in a little bit and you know, get into the fold of what the Sixers do. Well, who knows what the Sixers are going to do? Because that whole, like, you know, we'll get into it, the whole Harden situation. Who knows what's going on there? And I mean, but, 
And Kelly Oubre is coming off of a 20 point per game season. So I'm I'm me personally, I'm not too concerned. And yeah, I think it's been more so like like falling mm-hmm. in, in like line in the hierarchy. Yeah. Like with the Warriors, the problem with them, his problem with the Warriors was he's just coming and just start doing Kelly Oubre things when it's like <laughs> you know, give the ball to Steph Curry <laughs> and uh sit in the corner and wait your turn. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, and I think it'll be a lot different because with Golden State, they were a lot more perimeter oriented. Where the Sixers, they're more of an inside out kind of a, kind of situation. So perimeter players have a more specific kind of way that they're gonna have to that they have to go about things to begin with. And then yeah. you know you're you're gonna again as you said, like he's a late signing, so he's gonna have to come in and kind of have to really you know f- you know figure his way out around guys like. Uh, a DeAnthony Melton and a Tyrese Maxey and uh, mm-hmm. whatever else, you know, Tobias Harris potentially. Oh God. Um, <laughs> so he definitely had a shot at the backup three minutes. I will say that. Hell yeah. I mean the three. Small I, forward, he got it. Yeah. Small forward. Cause it's like Tobias Harris to me for real, for real. I really personally prefer him at the four and think he's really a four to mm-hmm. be honest. I agree. But it's just like, they're gonna, you know, they're probably wind up playing playing them at the three. So, oh well, I guess, <laughs> you know. Even, even then, it's like at, behind him is what Daniel House. Yeah, he'll 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 definitely be in the rotation. He should be in yeah. the rotation because House got no minutes. Damn near. Yeah. Um, and he's better than Daniel House for sure. So I, oh, I yeah. love Kelly. Oubre. I love Kelly Oubre. I was I was. Uh, hoping that we we got him earlier, but I'm glad we got him. Give y'all some above the rim play as well. I think that's one thing the Sixers lack. Athleticism, not enough athleticism on the team. Severe lack in athleticism. Yes, agreed. So yes, there's that. Um, so why don't we just jump to the Harden thing now since we're on Sixers? I, don't, um, I need to hear your thoughts. <laughs> uh, I said it before. Um, I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm tired. I'm ready for Harden to go. I'd give him, like, I'd give him up for a box of cookies. I'd give him up for a Wawa hoagie. I'd give him up for whatever I could get, you know, get for him. Because, it, you know, at least... If I give that box of cookies to a homeless person, he'd be contributing to the city of Philadelphia. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, I'm dude. Crying. It's you're not good in crunch time. You suck in crunch time. You you don't like you had two good games, yes. Do I attribute the series loss to, to, to the Celtics all on you? Absolutely not. He had two good games, he won us two games. The, he's not the MVP. <laughs> yeah, he's not the MVP. So I give him that, but at the same time, it's like I really wish we would have just traded him earlier. Because the thing is, I take a bunch of role players for him to be a hundred with you. Like I would take Norman Powell, yeah. Roco, and some other pieces for him. Let me get Terrence Mann. Let me get Roco. Let me get Norman Powell. They would all help the team out very well in fact under nick nurse that's perfect with a joel and b like that's a perfect kind of nick nurse kind of team like you'd literally be building a better version of what he had in toronto like much better version and 
Yes. Like, give me that. Now with Kelly Oubre on the team too, we'd be so much better at the wing position. It would be it would be crazy. Mm-hmm. Like way better. And you know, you could put you could give Tyrese Maxey another chance at point. Didn't like him at point guard, but you know, we've seen de- we've seen the development and the jump that Fred Van Vliet took under Nick Nurse. So why not Tyrese Maxey, who's more talented naturally and more explosive? Why not? Right. So yeah, move on from Harden, man. Just I I would send him to LA and get as many role players back as I could. Because I, I really think that that helps the team construction too. Because you take one superstar player whose ceiling, whose floor, should I say, is 12 points a game. And we see his floor a lot in the playoffs where we get multiple guys who can defend multiple positions. Like Rocco immediately comes in and is probably our best perimeter defender just straight up. And he would give us the best chance against a guy like a Jalen Brown, a guy like a Jason Tatum, a guy like a Jimmy Butler, yeah. as opposed to what we have now where you got small-ass D'Anthony Melton guarding him, guarding those guys extensively. You know, Norman Powell and Rocco, I think, honestly, they fit so much better. Like, And then you get guys who can 3 and D off of and B, they become better players. Like, it, it's, 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 it's a proven fact. Shooters become better when they play with Joel Embiid. It's yeah. very true. So let's 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 get this let's get this deal done, man. Stop playing. That's my that's where my head is at. Let's stop playing. Let's talk to let's talk to the Clippers. Let's get some role players. I don't even care about draft capital at this point. Yeah, because we're trying to win now. So just just let, let, let's get on, let's get let's get on with it. Let's get on with this trade. Right, at this point, like at, at present. I know the Sixers want to win now, but the way this hard situation is going, they're not winning with him. So might as well, even if you trade and you get worse for this year, at least clear up your books for next year or something. Yes. Because yes. this year this year is already over. They're not winning this it's year. It's a it's wash. Over. Yeah, this year is a wash at this point, man. Yeah, it's done. It's, yeah, it's already cooked. Yes. It's like just clear the books up so that you have something to present and be in the future. Right. And just don't resign Tobias Harris to another bogus contract. Yeah, Boom. they've already they've already They've, it's already been decided the Sixers are not the champion of 23-24. Correct. 100%. That, that, that's one team we can say is not winning next year. Unless Nick Nurse overperforms, which yeah, he's capable mm-hmm. of doing a great job, but nah. Yeah. If Harden, if Harden somehow gets buys back in, then it's possible. Because they, were, they weren't they were far from last year. I thought the Sixers had a great shot last year. But they just Things didn't work and, out. But And, and Doc Rivers is... Nick Nurse is like such an upgrade that it's it's it, it is crazy that because I mean I agree I mean as much as I would hate to run it back just because I didn't I didn't I personally didn't like the feel of the team just based on the fact that I don't like Tobias Harris playing a three and we're just a very unathletic ass team um we do have a chance we do stand a chance we had it but you know I would I would love to see Harden go elsewhere. That's just me. And Tobias Harris, but that won't happen because for whatever reason we love Tobias Harris. Um, so there's my thought on that. Trade him to the Clippers. Let's get it over with. Even if we got to put Tobias Harris in the package, let's get it over with. That's my that's my thought process. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just need to get put, it over with. Simply put, get get that get that thing over with. It's not gonna get any better. Right. He talking, yeah, he he talking about Daryl Moore is a liar, this, that, and third. It's not gonna get any better. It, it, it's only going to get worse, actually. So just let's 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 get the let's get the show on the road. So we can get the training camp and like every offseason, we got to have drama. Like we can't just come in and just know what our team is and know what we're trying to do. Let's let's put this aside ahead, you know, let's get rid of this. And the best chance, honestly, for me too, is like just clearing this drama up so it's not something surrounding the team and so that we can really focus on the goal. You know what I'm saying? So that's right. my yeah, man. So with that being said, like do you have any other thoughts on Harden? Nah, I think the Harden stuff, you kind of said it all. They just gotta get it done at this point. Cause that it's just I don't think it's they should drag into the season. Yeah, man. Like let's 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 get rid of him. And so we can focus on getting to Tyrese Maxey this extension because he needs it. And I would love, I would love to see that that Tyrese Maxey extension. Uh, and then uh, let's talk about Dame, Dame Lil, Dame Dollar. I mean, what they doing? I don't. I think with the Dame situation, I don't know. If, I don't see them getting the trade done by October at this point. Nah. But I know he's at least gonna play, and it's not gonna be like too big a distraction because the team's not good anyway. So what? Are, there's nothing to distract from. Like they're just kind of he's gonna go out there, do his thing, play team basketball, get his numbers. Honestly, they he should just I've I've seen a few people mention this, but the Blazers should just send him where they want to send him and do what they gotta he should do. Just play, he should just play where he going where they where they send him. They should send him. They I feel like the Blazers should be in the middle and send him to a team that with him they'd be good, but they shouldn't necessarily sit here and be like, all right, only Miami. It's just not Miami's trade package is dog. Not water. feasible. Right. Yeah, it's not feasible because it's like even if you add a third or fourth team, it's still like you 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 really gonna like it, it's gonna take a lot of work to get him to Miami. All right. And they Miami. Good. I'll just say the Miami the Miami thing really like Dame is the reason why this is so difficult because if he wouldn't have said yeah I'm only going to Miami there's no way. I'm going to any other like I, I want to go to Miami. That's 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 where I want to be. It's like, dude, you made this so much more difficult than it had to be. All right. Cause now it's like nobody, like, you know, they they like the my like Miami is not gonna give up as much as they probably would have. And also it just makes it more difficult to trade him anywhere else. Cause it's like, now it's like Oh, this dude not going to want to play here. Why would I give up anything for this man? All right. They should send his ass to Minnesota, have him play Anthony Edwards and Rudy Gobert and Mike Conley, I guess, and Jaden McDaniels, and be great. That would be a great team. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What happened? I said they should just trade him to Minnesota and have him play with Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels and Rudy Gobert. Oh, and, and get Cat? Or, yeah, trade him, trade him yeah, for Cat. And then the Dame should, Dame should have fun in Minnesota and cook. Like, I don't see what else is is like. That's his best option at this point, from what I can see. Ooh, that's a bad deal on both sides. Like, <laughs> shit. 
Oh no, nah, not not for the, not for Minnesota. Minnesota, that's a great deal for Minnesota, but that's a bad deal for oh for Portland. God, no, the problem with Portland is like they're not getting no free agents. You know what I mean? Hell no. And they they don't want to get a, they don't want to trade Dame for nothing. So at that point, the best option. I mean, cat is a good option. Shit. At that point, it's cat. If they don't want to trade it for nothing, the answer is cat. And the thing is, you could ultimately you could even do a three team trade because there are teams that have looked at Cat like yeah. So yeah, like um the Knicks, if they can't get in B within a certain time frame, they probably would look at Cat. Yeah, like I don't know. I feel like that's the, if they want a star for star thing, that's 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 the closest they're gonna get. Dame's old, his contract is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like. That's all they can get. If they want young assets, they're not getting it because, like you said, the Miami thing is like, and I don't know what other team makes sense with assets. Like, what I I would say, what I would say though, here's one thing I just thought about what about a three team deal between Minnesota, Mm -hmm. Portland, and the Knicks? The Knicks have young assets. And they could they could pawn off Julius Randle, or Julius Randle go the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Julius Randle and a bunch <laughs> of young assets with some picks from maybe both teams. Even though Minnesota gave up an arm and a leg for Rudy Gobert, they gave up two arms and two legs for Rudy Gobert in the dumbest trade I've seen since the Nets trade uh, for the 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 Celtics vets. Um, yeah, but I feel you. If they can offset. The Randall, because if you're, you know, any team would rather have Cat over Randall. I feel like, yeah. So they can offset that with draft picks, and Portland's okay with being okay or being bad. Then cool. I feel. I mean, I feel like even with Cat, they'll still be bad. But mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Because Randall, Randall was, was surprised. He, he he took New York from the brink of death. He made New York relevant again. So who knows? Maybe it might be a good trade. And the thing is too. Yeah, because the thing is, you play they, they need front court players. They need front court players because they have depth in the back. You got Shade and Sharp. Yeah, the guard stuff is is is, is done up. Yeah, you 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 can't you gotta go. You gotta get either get a big or a wing, like a true like a like a, a three, um, or a big. So Julius Randle with maybe a guy I don't know, maybe uh, or you could even make it a four team deal, and Emmanuel quickly could wind up somewhere and. I don't I don't know, but ultimately you gotta you gotta do something with the Dame situation. Hell, maybe if Dame even winds up in New York, like I don't know, plays the two. It's it's so many ways you can go about it, but Dame really put himself in the corner. Yeah, and that I want to I want to go to Miami exclusively. Yeah, like, talent wise, you know, he's he, he talent wise, he helps any team he ends up on. I just mm-hmm. in terms of fit though, I just feel like his fit is limited on a lot of teams. Yes. Like, I don't want to see – I've seen Dane with another smaller guard already, another great small guard. I don't need to see that again. We've seen no. it's not – It's we've seen it's porous on defense and high-volume high offense, but not enough to win. At this point, if you're going to trade for a player – if you're going to make a trade for a player like Dane, you better you better hope you're in position to win. Oh, yeah, and you, you got to have a lot. You, you got to have a lot. Yeah. You got to have a lot at the wing position defensively. Yeah. Yeah. And well, you know, so like I just feel like a lot of these teams, like, you know, teams like New York or New Orleans or like they're just 
they have assets or even like, uh, okay, see, they have assets, but it don't make sense because what are you going to do, put them next to another guard? I would say Shea's not a small guard, but at that point, mm. if, I'm, if I'm okay, I wouldn't do that if I was okay, see. Oh, no. There's a team I can think of that has assets. And a lot of these teams have assets. So it's like, are they even? Is why they would even I do that? that? Yeah, like the Nets. Like, why yeah. would we do that? We, we might as yeah, well like, build. Yeah, they're, they're not going to win with Dame. What we're going to do is trade good players just to say they have a star player. Yeah. And win and probably win the same amount of games. And sell tickets. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, but I, I do think if, 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 like, it's ultimately going to take a multi team trade to get, to get something done. Because yeah. I don't think that any team that a like a player of Dame Lillard, uh, Dame Lillard's caliber is going to, or, or like winning caliber with Dame Lillard, they're going to need to make something shake. Yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll see though. I, I, it'll be interesting, but we'll see. Yeah. Now now there's a report about an unnamed Eastern Conference team. They're just making shit up now. <laughs> Trying to talk yeah. about a direct a Dame trade, yeah, an unnamed Eastern Conference team directing a name uh, or in the talks or is in the trade talks for a Dame trade. Some Milwaukee Bucks, right? <laughs> probably I think Dame in Milwaukee makes sense, honestly. Hell yeah, I, I think that would probably be with Drew. Yeah, like I would say that would probably be the only team that makes sense. Like I mean, because you could say the Knicks. And they do have capital. They have draft capital, but in terms of player capital, what are you going to be able to give? My thing is, like, if the Knicks didn't want Donovan Mitchell, I don't see them wanting Damian Lillard. Dame's better. They didn't want Donovan Mitchell, though. Huh? They didn't want Donovan Mitchell. They did, but they they weren't willing to make they weren't willing to make the to give up the the assets necessary. Yeah, I know. And if you're not willing to give those assets for Donovan Mitchell, I don't think you want you'd be willing to do the same thing for Dame. Ah, uh, better, but he's older and a worse contract. And if I'm the Knicks, I wanted a younger. Only, only caveat to that is, at that point, you weren't in the position you think you were now because that's with true. Jalen Brunson, you have a all star. You have an all star guard. Like you have a really good guard now that could go hand in hand with that. Yeah, that's true. And so that's true. You did get to the second round as well against the Miami Heat team that got to the finals. So. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel. I mean, you do have a false sense of hope now. <laughs> Keyword is false. Yeah. So, I mean, but I mean, from their perspective, it might actually just be hope. So, who knows? Yeah. Very. I don't got nothing else for this episode, though. I think we kind of covered it all. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think I'm good, man. It was good. It was good. You know. Getting back, we're gonna we're gonna have more content soon for sure. We're gonna try to get back to it as, as things are starting to settle on in again. All right, y'all. So that's it for today's episode of the Game Time. This is Zach Wright, hosted by John Mary Wilson. Thanks everyone tuning in. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Game Time underscore Podcast, on X at Game Time underscore ZNJ, as well as Facebook at Game Time with ZNJ to stay up to date on further content. You want to listen to future episodes you can find us on spotify apple Podcasts. don't forget to subscribe leave comments leave ratings that would really help us grow this podcast we can start doing more things with it so yep can't we talk more basketball in game time peace y'all